Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Fields podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm the associate rector here at St. Martin's. And I'm Mitch, the rector here at St. Martin's. How are you doing, Caitlin? I, you know, I think I'm upright after yesterday. Yesterday being? Ash Wednesday. So what'd you give up? It's, it's really unfair that Ash Wednesday comes after Shrove Tuesday. It hurts. It does hurt a little bit, but I think it's kind of supposed to. That's one of my favorite things about Mardi Gras is the penitence you feel the next day. Yeah. In heart, mind, and, and body. Yeah. I think I'm still recovering a little bit. Uh, well, you know, to that, I, for the Lent this year, um, didn't really give anything up. I decided to kind of add on or or just rework my morning routine and kind of add in more and better self-care into, into my life because I reflected on it and I figured out that I tend to sin most from a place of being really tired and really grumpy. And when I get really tired and really grumpy, that's when I'm sinful toward other people that's when i lash out and get defensive and and everything else so in taking a look at kind of my the the contours of my particular sins um i'm gonna try to build that in this season and see what that does for my soul all right that sounds pretty good and scott and i together are giving up sweets sweets that one's gonna hurt There's literally birthday cake and cupcakes in the workroom right now. And I almost grabbed one after lunch until I saw a little text message from Scott come through. And I was like, oh, no, I made that promise. Good for Scott. That's good timing for the text message. It really was. So, yeah. I always forget what I give up for lunch, though. I'll give up like six different things. And then the next day, like not do any of them because I forget. Well, yeah, because for Episcopalians, I mean... Lent's basically New Year's resolution times two, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ash Wednesday, New Year's, the sequel or something. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of people that use Lent as a a tool for weight loss, which I have lots of feelings about, mm-hmm. but I know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It, 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 well, it is. I think the idea of using Lent We'll get into what is Lent, but the idea of using Lent to, to be healthier is an admirable goal. Mm-hmm. It's the same as self-care. Um, and, and so the idea of using Lent to, to be, be healthier, to reset one's habits as we get sort of off is, is a good thing. Um, the idea to use it as a crash diet, um, sort of defeats them point of having it be a spiritual or or sort of journeying towards the cross that's a journeying towards a number on a scale which is a very different thing i think yeah or giving up something that you should give up anyway right like the whole point of a lenten fast is that you let go of it for a while to make room but it should be something that you can bring back joyfully at easter without it being a problem mm-hmm. i agree um we'll see if i bring things back so i yeah what are you doing boy oh boy well one of them's personal i'm giving up alcohol um and then sugar Mm. um and then the other is something that it's confession time i guess the one the other is uh um 
nicotine. Giving up nicotine. Um, so one of my bad habits left over from, from high school and college is uh, the use of tobacco. And I, um, Ash Wednesday morning, woke up, got it all out of the house, threw it all away. Wow. See what happens. All right. A secret of Father Mitch that's just been put out on a podcast. Good gravy. I can't believe I said that. I'll bring you, um, I don't know, like when I've seen people quit smoking or, or quit chewing, they get really into like lollipops. So I'm going to bring you like a really big bag of dum-dums for- I just gave up sugar also. Oh. <laughs> Why are you- this is a lot. This, this is, feels like a lot for one season. It's, it's good. It's all good. Um, it's a commitment to my family and a mm -hmm. commitment to um, being a good example for um, a child who's in high school sports, which is, I remember, um, I took my first dip my freshman year of high school. I was getting ready for water polo practice, and one of the seniors was like, here, try this thinking that I was going to get sick and I didn't, I liked it. And, and here uh, we go. I needs to, it just needs to be out of my life. So, yeah. um, you think about how those decisions happen for high schoolers. Mine was just, we were standing around a parking lot and just happened. And so, um, yeah, changing that, getting rid of it. Um, sorry, mom. And swimming started. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, Caitlin, this was how did this get so personal? Well, isn't that the funny thing? The, the pod loft feels a little like a confessional. It does. It does. Except for it's going out to other people, you know, so it lints about more than just giving things up. Lints about yeah. a lot. Um, the Ash Wednesday service talks about how Lent is a, a season of penitence that goes back to the earliest Christians, a time in which we prepare people for baptism. Of course, Easter day is a great, an Easter vigil and Easter morning are great services for baptism. Um, I think more babies should be baptized at the vigil because it's late. So they're all asleep, you know? Oh, and then you wake them up with water and they yeah. scream. Yeah. Oh, that's just... <laughs> so they maybe theologically they should, but I'm siding with mom and dad on this. That's one. fair. Um, and then it's a time where people are reconciled back into the community. Um, a time where people who have, uh, maybe left the community or been asked to leave the community, uh, through a period of penitence and reconciliation are brought back in. Um, and so it, it, it's a neat thing. And I've been thinking a lot about bringing people back in, particularly during this COVID time, because there are people who you know, maybe just fell away from the church when mm -hmm. the church went totally virtual. And, um, you know, it, it's just hard to get back into the habit of coming back to church. And then yeah. it's a wonderful time to sort of return to the community. And so actually shook hands with somebody yesterday who said, I used to go here and haven't been here in a very long time, but yeah. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Lent's a perfect time for bringing people back in. And so, um, if you're out there, you're listening to this and you haven't been to church in a while, this is a great season for just tiptoeing back in. It's a time of contemplation and study as we get ready for 
the journey to the cross and the passion week. Um, I think that Holy week, the week right before Easter is so much better when you participate in a, a, a Lenten journey. Mm-hmm. Just like I think Easter is so much better when you participate in a Holy week. Dive all in. And it, it just, it, yeah, it, it really does become a journey. And, um, I think that's what the earliest founders of the church wanted mm-hmm. was a season of preparing for the resurrection and, uh, um, yeah, getting rid of some things. I know that, that at this point of the school year for parents, I know that a lot of kids just have the SATs and everything else that, um, our lives seem to ramp up and up and up and up and up and up all the way until the end of the school year. And so Lent in some ways is a great time to, to take a deep breath and be like, okay, what have I cluttered my life with that maybe can come yeah, out can stop. a little bit? Um, where can I, where, where do I need to refocus? Um, those are, those are good things to think about now. So Lent can be actually be a, a family journey too. So I, I came across a quote this morning, um, to that effect, it goes, for whatever time we live is deducted from the whole term of our life. And what remains daily becomes less and less, right? So like we keep living and the time we have left to live lessens. Our whole life becomes nothing but a race toward death in which no one is allowed to stand still for a moment or go more slowly. Rather, we're all driven forward with an impartial momentum and with equal speed. For the one whose life is short, spends a day no more swiftly than the one whose life is longer. Right? That's St. Augustine. That's like year 300. Mm-hmm. And he was feeling that, that ramp up, that push, that way that everybody, like we're all barreling toward, like we're all dust. We're all barreling toward death. And yet none of us are stopping to slow down. We're caught up in that hustle mm-hmm. and have been for thousands of years, apparently. It's Yes, it's part of human nature. I think that, especially with these ancient traditions um, in in a modern time, we think because we have things like this podcast, because we have things like technology, because we have things like instant messaging, text messaging, whatever, because we have all of those things that that somehow the pace of life is faster now. Um, and, And largely, that is a nostalgic view of the past. And simply not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is it the Bible says? There's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. That people have been hustling and, 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 and trying to accomplish more in 24 hours than they should for, for, for essentially ever. Um, and, and then hey, when you realize that, then the idea of reclaiming Sabbath time a time of rest, a time of prayer, a time of, of communing with God, um, at least for me, it's, it's both comforting and a little bit scary to know that humans have been struggling with this forever. Mm-hmm. That that seventh day of rest um, was really a challenge from God to all of us. From the get-go. From the get-go. He knew what he created. and Yeah, and knowing that there needed to be times of of penitence, of rest, of self-care. 
um, God, God built that into creation for us, knowing mm-hmm. this wonderful gift of free will is going to trip us up over and over and over again. There's something to the penitence piece of Lent, too, right? Like, I feel like we've got this cultural idea that Lent is this time where we, you know, beat ourselves on the back or, you know, give up something that we really love and it's so hard or, or what it like Lent has this depressing tone, I think, in every, the back of everybody's mind. But for whatever reason, this Ash Wednesday, I found myself really paying attention to the readings that we had and all of them point toward, you know, penitence as a way to understand God's mercy. Like mapping out those things that throw up that wall between you and really fully embracing the love that God has for you. Um, it made me think about, and I preached about this at the early service. Um, so here's here's my confession time. I really screwed up this Valentine's Day, like bad. So I I did not think we were doing gifts. And I got home late that night to discover that we were doing gifts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared. Um, and not only that, Scott got me something really nice. He got me this like super fancy Italian whiskey glass that's got all these like bells and whistles and things um and i was completely embarrassed right because not only did i not have anything but i was given something so nice and just and like he didn't really get he was like no i just wanted to like give this to you because i love you and like did not seem to care that i showed up completely unprepared and was rifling through boxes in the house to see if i had any christmas presents still hidden <laughs> like but it, it right so it's a funny story but it makes me think about that that we as humans almost have like an embarrassed feeling when we realize just how much God loves us, despite just how frazzled we show up to the relationship in, mm. you know? Yeah. An embarrassed feeling or I'm not worthy of this grace that's being given to us. I'm always struck by how small I feel. When I truly have to say I'm sorry. Yeah. In my own smallness. How God, how, how big God must. Mm-hmm. Is always a, a striking. When I think about. Um, the confession of sin and then confessing my sins. how big some of these sins are in my life, how petty they must be to God, but also how they may, they must grieve God's spirit. It's always a, a largeness and a smallness to it. Yeah. Well, right. Like there are times where I've had to apologize to somebody and you get that small feeling and you make that apology and you, you know, say here is exactly how I've messed up. And so here's exactly what I'm apologizing for. And sometimes if that person is still, you know, kindling their own feelings or is working through their own feelings of the hurt, there's the like, that begrudging, like, it's okay, I forgive you, but you can feel that there's still, that it's still not right, you know? And so that's what's even better about 
what scripture tells us about God. Is that like scripture tells us that we show up and we're small and we apologize. And no matter what it is that we're confessing, God reaches out to us with nothing but a kindness deeper than we can conceive of. More than kindness, a love deeper than we can conceive of. A mercy, a grace. And it's almost something that you can't imagine. Like You can't imagine making an apology and somebody not having that residual little feeling of hurt, you know? But God just doesn't have that. And that's pretty amazing. It's a pretty wonderful thing. I feel like this is a good spot to, to end this little Linton conversation. Yeah. Generally speaking in church, it's good to end always on God loves you. God right? loves you. And that's what Lent is, is a journey back towards God's love. A journey of self-denial, a journey of fasting, a journey of penitence. But ultimately, you're doing all of those things as you journey back towards God's love and mercy. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging the bigness of that love and the bigness of that, that, that mercy. And so, um, in the words of the church and in the words of the prayer book, I invite you to a holy Lent. Around here, if you're, if you're local or if, if you happen to be one of our, our listeners from afar, um, you know, call us or call your local priest. Like, we love this stuff. I, I would love to sit down with you and talk about your Lenten practice. Mitch would love to sit down with you and talk about your Lenten practice. Um, call us if you want to say confession. Confession in the Episcopal Church is not some scary thing with, you know, two closets and a screen. Like we can do it over a long walk or a cup of coffee, however, however it fits best. But there are lots of wonderful ways that we can all walk this together. And so give us a call if you want somebody to walk it with you. That sounds good. All right. Until the next one. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a podcast of St. Martin's in the Fields in Columbia, South Carolina. Pay us a visit here on campus, come worship with us on Sundays, or visit us online at smifsc.com. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your podcast channels, and leave a comment. Let us know if you like this episode, if you like this format. We want to hear from you. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.